Welcome back to the High Value Man Conversation. This is episode 36, 36, my friends, and this is a life update episode, a life update episode because I recently popped my cherry. I popped my cherry on the uh, the social media. Last week when I was in Tulum, I popped my uh, tears on social media ch- cherry. I was... Uh, at a uh, little resort, enjoying some downtime and vacation, and I had a, a God moment, for lack of a better word. The uh, the mask came off, the armor came down, and I was just experiencing joy. I was experiencing like real relief, gratitude, and joy. And I shed some tears. I shared shed some like real, honest, authentic tears. And um, I'm sharing this with you guys because there's been a big change in my life. Uh, my direction. And if you've been following the content for any amount of time, um, you've probably seen a lot of different versions of Aaron over the years. And uh, this is a this is a point in my journey that A, I want to document, I want to anchor. And I also really want to speak to while it's happening rather than wait for the highlight reels to happen after because I'm going through some struggle. I'm going through some seasons of transition. I'm going through a lot of growth. I'm going through some healing. Um, and it's challenging, man. It is really, really challenging. And I want to meet me where I'm at. But I also want to share this with you guys because so much of my business, my life, um, the last 10 years as I've stepped into coaching has been taking bits and pieces of my story and extracting the lessons, getting the revelations. So hopefully I don't repeat them and to be able to share them, be able to share them because I believe that the reason why I'm here is to help build better men. I'm confident about that. I know that all this struggle, all the suffering, all this misery uh, over the years really is my ministry and I'm grateful for it. Very, very grateful for it. But what ends up happening so often with um, so many coaches and so many men that are in this space, we go through our struggle And then you often don't know about it. You don't know about it until after. And uh, while that is noble in many respects, I think the problem with that, and I believe, I know for a fact, the problem with that is that it doesn't really give those that are not yet in this space of teaching or sharing permission to experience. Everyone's got this comparison syndrome. We live in a time now where you can't not compare. You're comparing yourself to, you know, the influencers, the people that have got 10 years in a business, uh, you know, physically comparing, financially comparing, comparing every single capacity. And that's the downside to social media. And the downside to social media is that uh, you're, you put this unrealistic expectation on yourself, which then just defeats and diminishes and dilutes your courage to go out and do things you need to be doing or you get to be doing. And so, so many people are comparing their chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. And, uh, I I really want to start a, um, I want to start a movement where more people are are just being honest with where they're at. So I'm going to share a little bit about the pit that I'm in and why it is so, so important a to talk about it as a man, but also more so than anything, I want to do something different this time because this is a, a lap in the desert that I've been before. I want to do something different this time by a calling myself forward and by B sharing it with you and C help holding myself accountable because social pressure works for all of us. Social pressure and the proximity of people around us that are expecting us to do something will often get us to motivate and do the things um, that we don't always do it for, for ourselves. And uh, I'm no different. There's not a single person out there that isn't leveraged by some level of competition or eyeballs on you. And so really, this is a selfish move on me so that I can become the best version of myself so I can be the best version for you. So first off, this high value man conversation, and I'm looking at a sign over here. 
Uh, it started because of the PAM problem. The High Value Man conversation, uh, the High Value Man coaching is uh, just about a year, a little over a year um, in business. And um, I started last year. Uh, this time. And it started because of the PAM problem. The PAM problem is the passive aggressive man. And this is still very much the problem. It was my problem back then. And it was one of the problems that I have worked through. PAM is passive with his hopes, dreams, and desires. He is passive with women, work, and the world. Pam is the friend zone guy. He's the nice guy. He's passed up by beautiful women. All the women that he wants are not attracted to him because he's just so nice. And he is not respected in work. He doesn't know how to make money because he doesn't know how to sell. He doesn't know how to position himself. He doesn't know how to develop relationships. He's got very little confidence. And he's passive with the world of men because he doesn't understand the rules of men. He doesn't know how to build relationships. He doesn't know how to be reliable. He doesn't know how to uh, step into a room with confidence and presence. And when I started the High Value Man conversation, the PAM problem is a problem that I overcame many years before that, or I thought I did, because I learned how to develop the skills of talking to women. I understood the skills of dating. I understood some of the skills of developing my ability to sell, to sell, to communicate, to articulate emotional intelligence, whatever. So I thought I'd solve the PAM problem. And PAM is still very much a problem. There are so many passive men that are passive with those three areas, passive with women working the world and passive with their hopes, dreams, and desires. And so when I launched this program, I launched this, co this coaching offer last year, that was the main focus. I wanted to help the passive man become a high value man. And that is still very much what we want to do with this high value man conversation. But I left out a very critical piece that hit me square between the eyes about three months ago, maybe four months ago. And the Pam problem resurfaced because Pam is not only passive with women work in the world, but he's passive with a very key relationship, a key relationship that he has as a man with another man. I'm going to get some more of that here in just a second. But I thought all Pam had to do was lead with women, lead with work, and lead with the world. And then all his problems would be solved. But the truth of the matter is, if I look back over this last year, while I've had some success, we did uh, we did about a million dollars in the first 12 months. And so that was a pretty successful launch for a coaching program. First time full throttle going all in on me. Very grateful because I was able to ride on the coattails of some very successful men and, uh, and build a business uh, you know, from that. And so very grateful for that and a lot of a lot of gratitude that will continue for the rest of rest of my career for the mentors as a part of in regards to Bedros and Ray, Steve and Matt and what we built the project. But a lot of success and that success fed a false self that um, came to bite me in the ass. And so my belief was that all I had to do was just be more assertive with women be more sort of assertive with work and be more assertive with the world of men. And that was really the foundation for what we were teaching inside the high value man, along with getting clear with vision values, stacking victories, building confidence and overcoming vices. And we got guys a lot of success, but the piece that hit me square between the eyes that I started to really double down on was the relationship that Pam or high value man has with Christ. Most men who have a Pam problem, have a PAM problem because somewhere in their line of, of upbringing, they had a passive father. They had a passive or militant and abusive father. And if a man has that grown up through his adolescent years, through his developing years, through really any years of life, he's going to develop the 
distance from traditional male relationships. He's going to have a hard time developing friendships with men. You have a hard time developing friendships with men. By nature, you're also typically, I'm going to be speaking with a broad brushstroke here, you're typically going to have a very hard time developing relationship with a patriarch in Christian, um, in, in, in Christianity. The patriarch is the father, it is Jesus, it is the brotherhood in there. And so traditionally, uh, because of your upbringing by passive men, because of your upbringing and your behavior and your characteristics as a Pam, you're probably going to have a hard time developing a relationship through a traditional religious concept with a male figure because you just don't know how to do it. A, you have a hard time operating within your own masculinity, so you have a hard time developing relationships with other men. It's it's a common problem just across the board. Men have a hard time making relationships with men, period, even if they have the best dad in the world. And so as we're getting into coaching and as God is also now showing me how my false self is not really the best version of me. I was leading a little bit, and you can ask Rachel this. She, she'll probably say I was uh, poorly leading a lot of areas too, which is one of the reasons we're here in the pit and poorly leading with my business in regards to my team. And that is also another reason for being in the pit and poorly leading as a man with talking about my struggle, really where I'm at. I believe real leadership is not only the one that goes out in front. I believe real leadership is open, honest, and transparent. Open, honest, and transparent so you can give communications to people behind you that, hey, bullets are flying and I'm taking them. They're painful and maybe we should go a different direction. So many leaders I know keep charging forward into a battle that they're already losing simply because their pride and their ego is on the line. I want you to really hear what I said. So many leaders run forward in battle, taking bullets, and they keep bringing the people behind them in the direction of destruction because their pride is on the line. My false self started dismantle about six months ago. I'd say that that was around the time. Um, six months ago, puts me around September, October. And it was as the business was just like skyrocketing. Business was skyrocketing, but my relationship was getting rocky. My relationship with a very high value woman who's done a significant amount of personal, emotional, and spiritual work. And it was calling me forward on some things that I had worked, that I thought I had worked through. By the way, your relationship, your romantic relationship will mirror to you all the areas that you thought you were done with. There was still so much I was not yet done with. Everything from the the unhealthy attachment, control, uh, lack of faith, and lack of real masculine leadership from the standpoint of following somebody rather than believing that I had it had it the right way. Arrogance and ego, all kinds of stuff. Perfect storm. And so I'm starting to get some tension in my romantic relationship. The tension in my romantic relationship was leading to a feeling of not feeling confident about one of my three pillars inside of this coaching program, women, work, and the world. And so I doubled down and started trying to control more of what I could control, which was the other areas working, uh, other areas of fitness, all of it. It was just tightening, tightening, tightening. That's what most of us end up doing is when one area starts to feel messy, we just end up gripping everything. And so the false self starts to dismantle first with the relationship and then with the work and then with the team and the natural order of entrepreneurship as things happen. Perfect storm. And we are now in a pretty slow season. I'm being totally transparent with you. Slow season with work and a distant season in the relationship where the old relationship gets to die. And 
I feel like I'm starting all over again. I feel like I'm starting all over again. And I'm sharing this with you because, A, I don't want to take another lap. If you're familiar with uh, the story in the desert, the Israelites had to take 40 years of laps because they didn't learn the lesson of submission. They didn't learn the lesson of obedience from God. They didn't have the revelation, and so they had to repeat the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and over again. And so the lessons that I'm extracting from this season, even though there was some success, is that I was feeding the false self, women, world, and work. Never really pursuing the one relationship that is pivotal in a man's life, especially a Pam man, the type of relationship where real masculinity is modeled. When I think about leadership, when I think about what leadership really is, leadership comes down to being able to not only be transparent, take people to a destination, a result that will best serve them. It is also about knowing how to follow. You can't be a great leader if you are a terrible follower. And I've always been a horrible follower. Worst employee ever in every single job I've ever worked for. Poor Bedros pulled me aside so many times and says, man, you, you're great in so many areas, but you really suck as an employee in, in so many too. And it just comes down to fellowship. I have a hard time following, especially other men. And that's my daddy issue problems because I didn't have the perfect model. None of us did, by the way. Didn't have the perfect model. And so not having the perfect model, I had a hard time trusting, a hard time trusting not only men, I also have a hard time trusting myself for a long time until I became very self-reliant. Now, if it's only up to Aaron, I'm good. But that's a very, very poor quality of leadership to be able to only make yourself self-reliant and be ultimately selfish. And so what I'm learning and what I'm extracting, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land the plane here in a second. This is a little bit of a messy um, podcast transition because I've got three episodes coming up after this and I'm so excited to share with you. What I'm learning in this transition is that to be a good leader, to be truly a high value man, which is an entire episode in business was built around, you have to have a good model. You have to have a good model. And while I have had some many, many great models of masculinity across across the board and so many mentors I get to look up to, so many teachers I'm so grateful for, and so many wise men that I've been able to spend time with, ultimately the one model of perfection that I am looking to follow in this season of life is Jesus. He's the only one. The more that I study, the more that I learn, the more that I realize how much I don't know, the more I want to be like him and less like me. And so in this season of transition, as things are starting to die off, the old ways, the old beliefs, the old attitudes, a lot of those old Pam behaviors are resurfacing. I'm realizing, I'm realizing that the way that I get a step forward to the best version of myself is truly by following. Like really following, submitting and surrendering and following. Because I know I'm not alone in this walk. I know I'm not the only man that is taking a lap in the desert. I know I'm I'm not the only man that is struggling with leading his woman. I know that I'm not the only man that is struggling in work. I know that I'm not the only man that is struggling with respect from the world of men. I know that I'm not the only one that has woken up with anxiety, frustration, irritation, and wondered what to do next. I know for a fact that I'm not the only man that has asked himself, am I doing this whole being a man thing right? I know for a fact I'm not the only one. What I do know is that not enough guys are talking about it. 
And so I want to help give anybody courage out there that might be struggling, might be suffering, to know that where you are is okay. Where you are is okay. And a great place to start if you are struggling, if you are suffering, if you don't know where to go, is the Bible. Building a relationship. Building a relationship with somebody that did a great job leaving a legacy. Build a relationship with somebody that truly has a followable excellence. Build a relationship with somebody that loves you unconditionally. And model that. Model that. Model that. And then put a higher standard on your expectations for those that you are following. This is a little bit of a ramble, my friends, but I want to take time to share with where I'm at in this season, because if you caught me on the social media and you caught those tears about uh, later earlier this week or when this airs, uh, when I was out in Tulum, I want you to know that I'm okay. I'm better than I've ever been. I'm very grateful, very blessed in this season to be able to have my eyes open and to realize that ultimately I don't get to take any of this with me anyway. I don't get to take any of this with me. It's all just a facade. This is all a giant game. We're all in the matrix. And this is the grand illusion. And if you want to do it right, well, you got to let the self and the part of you die that does not serve you. And you probably have a false self too. I know that I've got one. My false self has been fed for so many years and I've been feeding it with uh, with the strengths. But not, they're not my real strengths. There's not, not my real strengths. And so I'm excited to let all that stuff die away and rebuild. All right. So this is going to be part of a series. There are Three more podcasts coming up after this, and they are going to be practical and tactical because I'm stepping into a new season of rebuilding. And so the next episode that I'm going to be sharing with you guys is starting over. What would I do? What will I do? What am I doing as I start over, rebuild this season, ground up from a business, ground up, ground up from a relationship, ground ground up, ground up across the board? What would I do practically and tactically rebuild? This is going to be something I'm going to be writing out. You're going to be able to watch it on the YouTube and get a whole breakdown of what to do if you don't have your purpose to become purposeful. And my 4P formula for defining and designing your purpose to start living in with intention. Follow up after that, I'm going to give you a how-to episode on how to build faith. How to build faith. I'm going practical and tactical. I'm talking about the science of your nervous system, how to manage your ability to really connect, to be able to listen to be able to show up, to be able to feel more of those good feelings, those warm and fuzzies, rather than than the irritation, frustration, anger, and all that stuff that we are just conditioned to as men. And then the last episode in this series, this series I'm really excited to share about, is going to be this. You're probably constipated, and it's the reason why you can't hear God, but here's how to unplug yourself. That'll be a special one. That'll be a special one for all you dudes out there that have a hard time emotionally connecting. All right, my friends. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, if this brought you value, please do me a favor and leave it a five-star review. Rate it. Share it with another man on his journey, on his path. And drop me a comment. Drop me a comment. Let me know where you're at on your journey, your spiritual growth journey, and if there's anything that I can do to serve you along the path as well. And I will look forward to talking to you soon. Much love, many blessings, and boom. Boom.